Hi, I'm Joe Feeks, editor of Poultry Health Today, and with me is Dr. Don Ritter. He's a veterinarian and director of technical marketing for Mount Air Farms on the Delmarva Peninsula. Great to have you here. Thanks, Joe. Now, Don, I, I've known you for a long time, but in recent years, you've been working on a project called One Health Certification, just to get all our viewers on the same page. What exactly are we talking about? Because there are a lot of different certifications out there. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, uh, One Health Certified is a new multi-protein umbrella animal certification program. So it's an animal raising certification based on the principles of One Health. And it's to produce optimal outcomes for animal health, people, and the planet. Um, it's uh, core pillars of the program. There are five of them. Uh, biosecurity, veterinary care, antibiotic stewardship, animal welfare, and environmental measurements. Uh, it's the first standard to have environmental measurements. Uh, it'll be a carbon footprint calculation of the entire animal production system, has waste management requirements, and the veterinary care piece is also very uh, unique. And, um, and what, what's driving this specifically? There are retail labels for what I call extreme programs. So if you if you think of animal production programs as a pendulum that swings back and forth, on one side you have extreme programs. Uh, they're normally uh, pretty restrictive guidelines. Uh, organic, NAE, GAP, uh, expensive programs. Then on the other side you have conventional production. So that'd be the way we all raised animals 25 years ago. And there's nothing wrong with those programs, but 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 they're I call them a dated program. Okay, they're less accepted in the marketplace. Then in the middle, you have kind of a responsible practices bucket, which is a more balanced program. Um, but there's only labels for the extreme program. So if you do any of the other practices, there's really nothing for you. And when you say responsible practices, specifically? Yeah, so responsible practices would be uh, some antibiotic use restrictions on important drugs for humans. Uh, there may be some welfare restrictions, there may be some veterinary care restrictions, some environmental footprint calculations and, and, and restrictions. Um, and not so much uh, restrictions, I, I, I think the, the, the goal of this new program is to transform conventional production into a audited, transparent program of raising animals. So one unique thing that we have is is, is in the vet care plan that there are action thresholds. So there's a, a line that gets crossed in a group of animals where the health status of that group changes. When that happens in our program, and it's written down, when morta if mortality gets to this point, these actions are required. And an investigation has to happen, it has to be documented. If it's a disease process, then it requires veterinary involvement within 24 hours. Okay, so a vet's on the job no later than tomorrow for that group of animals. And they're properly taken care of. Unfortunately, that's not what's happening in some of the more extreme programs that, where the label competes with maintaining the health of the animals, such as a no antibiotic ever program. So those competing priorities are really not a sustainable practice, okay? And, and these one attribute programs, um, they, uh, you choose one attribute at the expense of others. Okay, so if you just want to focus on antibiotics and never use them, 
then the health of the animal uh, may suffer. Then the environmental footprint of the system may suffer because they're, 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 they're not as healthy and, and it takes more feed, it takes longer to get them to market. You have more mortality. Um, so they're not as, as, e as efficient of a system. One other difference is, important difference, is that NAE is, is a package-based certification. So it means the, the chicken in that package did not get antibiotics. Now, they may have raised 100 flocks, may have treated 10 of them, right? And those 10 got to go into a different product stream. So I call it a, a diversion program. It's an inefficient program. It's not 10% every day. It's, it, it's none today. It's 20% tomorrow. It, it's 5% it's the next day. So it's an unpredictable supply chain for customers. It's very costly to separate those animals. And so what those producers have, have, have figured out is that they really can't afford to treat them very often because it's too costly. So they're kind of letting them go. And, and the mortality of NAE programs is separating further away from non-NAE programs. What's a typical difference these days? So about a percent. So, so say typical uh, programs are 5%. The, where NAE programs are six. You know, it depends how you, how you look at it, right? You, you, you can say it's 1% or you can say it's 20% higher, yeah. you know? But the, but the deal is that the, the animals are not being properly cared for in all instances. So our program is kind of the opposite, right? In, 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 in fact, you're audited on your, on your uh, where action thresholds, all right, you cross the line. You know, show me your investigation report. Show me your, your vet care plan. Show me your treatment outcomes. Um, and you have to have all this documentation in, in place. So, um, you know, nothing's gonna fall through the cracks in this system, but it takes a lot of work. It's not, it's not what companies are used to doing. Uh, we're gonna re report all antibiotic use. You know, we're going to do the, the carbon footprint calculation. And so they're, and they're similar but not identical guidelines for all species. So what that means is, so one rule of One Health Certified is that there are restrictions on medically important drugs. Well, a six-week-old chicken has more restrictions than a six-month-old market hog, okay? Um, but both have restrictions on medically important drugs. And so I, I see it as an umbrella program, and it's over the multiple protein classes. Um, and it, but it's, so all the programs are apples, but they're, they're different color apples, right? Um, so consistent but not identical guidelines. Uh, also, food security is a big part of, of this program. You know, this is designed to be, you know, minimal extra to no extra cost for the customer. Uh, you know, we want to put these, these best practices in place, um, but this isn't a get-rich-quick scheme, okay? Because if you mandate extreme practices for the entire supply chain that, 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 that raise the cost of food, then you take away choice from people who don't have resources. And we want One Health Certified to be, you know, like not only a a, a good program, but, but a very good program for, for all consumers. Um, it'll be an evolving program. Uh, we'll have different versions come out, maybe every three years. 
and uh, we'll strive to, to, to improve uh, the program each time that we go over it uh, again. And it's interesting that you mention ensuring a consistent supply, so there's no diversion Correct. associated right. with this. Correct. So ours is a systems-based approach. So you're buying animals that were raised in a system that all that, that follow these these rules. Okay, it has rules around vet care, it has rules around how you use antibiotics, it has rules around welfare, rules around biosecurity, rules around environmental cost. And all the animals raised in that system are eligible for the mark. And that creates a consistent supply chain for our customers. It keeps our, our, our cost in, in line to protect food security. And it's a sustainable and practical program that will satisfy most consumers that are concerned about these things. Now, some might say, well, Don, this is a great idea. Wish we had it five years ago when the market was still five or 10%, no antibiotics ever, but now it's over 50%. Has that train already left the station? Or is there still time for us to get away from these extremes and have that pendulum right. fall back to the middle and stay there? Yeah, and I think that's a great question, Joe. Um, you know, to me, gravity is a very powerful force. And I really do think the pendulum swung a little too far and kind of got stuck for a little bit in the extreme programs. You know, had this, had a more sensible program been available before that happened, that may have never happened. You know, so one view would be that, that we're arriving a little too late. Um, but really what's happening in the, in the marketplace is, it, it's, it's, it's true, uh, uh, more than 50% of the chicken is produced, no antibiotics ever, and this is chicken meat we're talking about but it's only 10% of the pounds sold. So 10% of the pounds are sold are labeled as no antibiotics ever. And that really hasn't changed. It's gone from about 9% to 10% when the volume's gone from 40% to 50%. So that market's become saturated. Um, there's only a premium gonna be paid for the premium cuts of the chicken. So it's normally boneless white meat, some boneless dark meat, but nobody's going into the store and saying, hey, I would want those NAE drumsticks for double price, right? So the premium cuts of the chicken can, can, can get the premium, and that's why they're so expensive, because you have to recover all the cost of that program on 20% on of, of, the, of the pounds produced. So if so, think think through it. If half the chickens are raised NAE, it should be half the pounds sold, right? Right. But it's ten percent of the pounds sold. So the NAE producers are selling twenty percent of their meat, labeled as NAE, and getting a premium, and that premium is eroding as as that market becomes saturated. So that's another reason for the pendulum to swing yeah. back. It definitely transforms conventional production into a audited, transparent system. I think transparency is very important too. Um, because there's unintended consequences of some of the extreme programs, and I've you know mentioned some of those, but they're not really talked about. Um, and it also gives people who have em who ha embraced NAE is maybe thinking that it was somehow better, better for the animals, which it's not clearly. You know, better for people, which which that's kind of debatable. Also, um, it gives them a, pl a place to land that still addresses these Im important things in animal agriculture. Um, so, and as more animals are produced that way, like you just mentioned, half the chickens, well, there's data coming out now that's not looking so good. 
right? There's information, hard data, saying, well, these programs, maybe they're not good for the animals like they were first kind of marketed as. Uh, half the people purchase, that purchase NAE think that they're avoiding consuming, eating, harmful antibiotic residues, where really it's about AMR bacteria in foodborne pathogens, which is much less understood by people. But we've done some consumer research on One Health Certified. Uh, it came back very well. It was, it was just a thousand people, which is not a, a million people, right? Um, but if you show the consumers the five pillars of One Health Certified, you know, again, biosecurity, vet care, antibiotic stewardship, animal welfare, and environmental costs, you say, would you buy a program like this that, that has a logo that represents this? 83% of consumers said they would buy that logo. Half which said they would pay more for that logo. Mm -hmm. And we did some willingness to pay questions and they would pay more than they would for no antibiotics ever. So consumers value this balanced approach. Of the five things, we ask them what do they value the most? They value veterinary care. They want their animals taken care of. And, I, and, and in my view, some of the extreme programs have kind of, are, are not doing that to the degree that it should be done. And you know this as well as anybody, but this whole antibiotic issue for consumers, the folks standing at the meat case, eating in a fast food restaurant, wherever, it's become a yes-no question. And so a lot of the poultry companies said, you know, we just don't want to try to explain that gray area anymore. It's much easier. Are you using antibiotics? Yes or no? No. End of conversation. And they move on. I think you raise an excellent point. So, so, so it's much easier to explain the extreme program, yeah. you know, you know uh, that, that you don't do something, right? You know, no means no. But they don't talk about the supply chain and the mm -hmm. ones that don't make it in the box and what do you do with those and then you start withholding or delaying treatment so you don't have to separate them and so all that's kind of behind the scenes. So our job of One Health Certified is much more difficult than the extreme programs because it comes down to education, right? So we're going to need you know, point of sale in information that, that explains this to some degree. Uh, we're going to have to have a good website. We're going to have to good We're going to have to good you know messaging just to support it. But it's got to be consistent messaging for anybody who wants to em to embrace the program. Um, it's it's doable. I, I know it's doable, um, and but it is more difficult than just say, well, we don't do that, you know, and, and don't talk about the consequences of not doing that, you know. So, but um, I'm very optimistic about this. I'm very passionate about it. And I also realize that, that, that the market's very fickle. And there's a lot of ways that this could fail. Um, but we're going to do all we can to support it. And, and it's, you know, it's a coalition of, of uh, animal ag, nonprofits, and university scientists that are like-minded, that see this as a needed solution for animal agriculture. Um, 
it has a lot of positive comments from a lot of retailers and wholesalers that I've personally talked to. But until we launch and it's available, we're really not going to know. Mm-hmm. You know, we're really not going to know. And, and to be clear, I mean, this is not a Mount Air program. You work for Mount Air, but this is something that That's will correct. be available to all poultry right. companies in the right. U.S. Correct. So we're part of a coalition that helped create the uh, initial technical standards for this program, and uh, and we're helping to get it through AMS's auditing process, um, get the website up and running, get a host organization to host it, uh, to move it forward into the future, and. Um, you know, it's going to be open. It's an open certification program to any producer that follows the rules. So, can an NAE producer be One Health? Yes, they can, but they're going to have to treat their animals when they cross that threshold. I'm not sure they want to do that. Also, the other thing I need to mention is one goal of One Health is to take a lot of the uh, voluntary label claims off of the package. Okay, I, I think there's a lot of misinformation on packages, uh, purposely deceiving information on packages. One of those is cage-free. Cage-free cage broilers. Cage-free yeah. broilers. It's my favorite one. Implies that other people raise their chickens in, in cages, and, and, and it's not true. So One Health certified is going to be One Health certified or nothing. It's not going to be One Health plus cage-free. It's not going to be One Health plus all veggie. It's not going to be One Health plus NAE. So we're going to take the words off the package that are confusing consumers, and we're going to replace it with a logo that represents a balanced program that covers those five pillars that, that takes care of the animals in a responsible way and an affordable price in an evolving continuous improvement program.